Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today. With the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks, investments with options and spread trades, near report, news, events, analysis, and research, we put it together for you. Hosted by Andy Peterson and Mark Eli. And now here are your co-hosts, Andy Peterson and Mark Welcome everybody uh, to another episode of Power Trader Radio, sponsored by Trade Caddy. This is episode 125, we're in technical analysis, part four of we don't know how many. Technical analysis can pretty much just go on forever. Um, and uh, so, you know, with examples upon examples of, uh, you know, scenarios to play out. So anyway, it is Wednesday, the 20, the 23rd, Mark? Yeah, I think so. 23rd yeah. of May, 4.30 p.m. Uh, Tradecaddy.com is where you can find us online. The phone number to call in is 914-338-1702. That number again, 914 338 1702. I really should get this stuff memorized so that I don't have to look on the screen. Kind of a special moment here at Trade Caddy HQ. Uh, typically, Mark and I are calling from separate locations, but he traveled to the sticks uh, from the Chicagoland area um, just to be with you guys and me together on this call. Well, not exactly. They also came down to uh, visit the uh, Lincoln um, uh, sites. Right. Actually, maybe not. Maybe, maybe they're not doing that. Um, however, um, we also have another guest who may very well like to do that. Uh, that would be Zach Eli. Zach is Mark's son, um, just graduated from college, bright young guy, just met him like 15, 20, well, two hours ago. And, uh, and um, he, he has a background in um, applied mathematics and computer science. Is that correct? Yeah, computational software and applied mathematics. I need to know this stuff because I'm interviewing him tomorrow for a job. All right. So anyway, um, so we're here. Uh, we made some updates to Trade Caddy just uh, last night. We're always updating it, but check out the calendar there. We've kind of simplified it. Uh, any night of the week, you can reach out to us and um, and join in the conversation. Uh, we have um, the radio program, of course, on Wednesday, but before that, on Monday and Tuesday, we have uh, educational seminars, and um, one is money. Uh, market Monday, and the other one is uh, um, Tuesday, Tuesday Night Trades. Thank you, Tuesday Night Trades, um, and so that kind of makes it easy. Uh, when is Monday? Uh, Monday Market Monday. What night is that? On Monday. Excellent. And Tuesday Night Trades is on Wednesday. Beautiful. So see how easy we make that for you, and we make our education just as simple. Um, we've got some great um, coaches, trainers um, that will walk you through how to trade properly using the Trade Caddy tools, just reach out to us on our contact page on tradecaddy.com um, and let us know what you would be interested in. Um, take a look at our bundles, our software, that kind of thing. Follow us on Facebook. Keep up with the latest information um, that we offer, a lot of it being free. Um, so I, before we get into technical analysis part four, um, I thought we would talk about, now we have Zach in the studio, so we're going to probably just be reaching out to Zach a little bit. Um, now and then just to kind of get his feel for things from um, a younger man's perspective 
just entering the workforce, um, not necessarily in the business or finance field, but at the same time, uh, obviously computational applied mathematics and computer science is uh, touches upon those things in many respects. So, but Mark, um, last week, maybe, maybe 10 days ago, John Lindahl and you and I were on the phone. We were taking a look at the alignment report, which is a trade caddy tool. And the alignment report revealed in conjunction with um, the news of the day uh, that the trade desk, TTD, um, its stock had skyrocketed. And right. it's a result of the earnings report. And so we thought, well, let's take a look. So from a technical analysis perspective, we said, let's take a look at what was going on here. So um, again, this is just for educational purposes only, but Mark and I and John, who may be joining us on this call, um, placed a trade. And uh, Mark, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. So there was a gap at the 55 to $65 uh, line. So the stock went from $55 and went without any incremental, uh, when I say an increment, it didn't go from 55 to 55.50. It went from 55 and went immediately into $65.70 and, and it left this $10 gap. Well, there's this law of physics and finance that says all gaps will be filled because of way um, hedge funds, uh, mutual funds, annuities, uh, smart money goes ahead and places these automatic trades and they use these algorithms. And some might say these algorithms are self-fulfilling prophecies. And uh, the point being is that these, these algorithms have identified that gap. And people look for activity, volatility, and they start uh, filling those gaps. And we went ahead and we seized an opportunity, a bearish opportunity, as a Vegas trade. A Vegas trade is where you, you go out and you place money down as a bet. It's not wise investing. It's just uh, it's like a day at the horses. And if the horses come in, you, it's paid in. So we went ahead and we uh, bought a $55 long put on a June 8th expiration for 20 cents per share. Now, for uh, one contract, that's a $20. I know a lot of people who go out and buy lotto tickets, and they spend, what, about $20? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it's a lotto ticket. And this lotto ticket is looking for that gap to be um, challenged in before June 8th. Now, the point is, uh, we didn't, did that, did we do it too soon? Well, the steam definitely came out of it. We have an, that RSI went up over 70, relative strength index. It's been over 70. It's coming back down. And uh, over 70 RSI, we're going to talk about that later in the show, is a, uh, an overbought uh, signal. Overbought means uh, they're we're going to also talk about this again in another part of this, uh, the show, but it, it's definitely a, a, a gap that's looking to be filled. Right. And these aren't blind. I mean, when you talk Vegas trade and betting, I mean, these are obviously not blind trades. We wouldn't be in the education business if they were. I mean, we are doing a lot of research here, but at the same time, it is a long shot. And so when you diversify your portfolio, you've got your trades categorized uh, into different compartments. And definitely, I mean, we're seeing that uh, based on the technical analysis, um, uh, obviously the trade desk has leveled off, dropped significantly, but not to the point where we're, we're, um, we're completely satisfied. But again, there's some time in this trade 
And so uh, what is it that we did uh, yesterday or was it yesterday, Mark, where we decided, okay, now now's the time to um, to put in an order to close a trade when certain conditions are met. Right. It, it go, let's go back into history where Galileo said that math is the universal language. And it's appropriate that we have Zachary here who is an applied mathematics major because his degree in applied mathematics is the universal language. Do you speak math? Uh, yes, there's a minor math. Quite fluently, a matter of fact. Yeah, so two plus two is what, Zach? Quick, see? quick. Yeah, see how fast he is? You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in 1950s, a psychiatrist from Brown University was noting that there was a certain pattern that was identified by Leonardo uh, Fibonacci in the 1200 AD. And he said, hey, let's go ahead and imagine you are a person at a casino and you walk up to the casino and you're watching a person take $100 coins and pump them into a, um, one of those slot machines. That person puts in $100, pulls the handle, he loses. Puts in another $100, he loses. Puts in another $100 and he loses. And then he walks away from that slot machine. And this slot machine only takes $100. Would you put your money in $100 and would you bet? Would you? How many times would he have to lose before you decided, hey, odds are it's going to win? Well, Leonardo Fibonacci identified that in the actual um, pattern that is built into the chirality of life and to the twisting turns of life. And that, uh, that number is actually, you can go back into uh, the Torah, the Hebrew, the Latin, Greek. You can actually see it mathematically laid out. But the point is, is to get to the end of that uh, point, it's 66.67%. When you're two-thirds the way through, if I pulled that handle almost seven times, on the seventh time, uh, if that person were to walk away, the person behind them, would walk up and most people would go ahead and put a hundred dollars thinking that it would win. So the RSI line is that 70, that's that 70%. So it's that line is seven times. It's been over. We're switching it around the other way. That stock went up seven times in a row. On what day will you think it's going to go down? Seven times we've been reached. This is the eighth time, and we're looking for a downward turn. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that Fibonacci was a smart guy. Um, yeah, for every one time, you know, 50% chance of it going up or down, you know, you got your options for it to go up or down. But over a long period of time, the percentage of that, you know, any given day, you still got that 50% or whatever. But if it's been up or down for that long period of time, then the, the percentage uh, of the um, the potential for that to, to shift direction uh, becomes greater and greater. Right, yeah. So, yeah, so that's interesting. So um, the RSI, like you mentioned with TTD, it's, yeah, it's, it's still above the 70, but like you said, it has dropped back down. Um, is there any, is there a difference between, um, I know we're going to get into the EMA in just a second and the differences between how day traders look at the EMA and the spread traders look at the EMA. Is there any difference in the way that um, a day trader, because we're talking about on that seventh day, that a day trader would look at the RSI any differently, or would they even use the RSI at all? Good point. As the Goldman Sachs day traders, if you were to take the Goldman Sachs think engines, those guys who are uh, 
uh, running mutual funds, making the decisions on where your money is going to go. And you're invested, let's say, in a, a high-yield fund, an overseas fund or something. They're looking at these stocks day to day. And what they would do is they would go out and, like Andy said, we're going to talk about the EMAs, but I'm going to jump to that chapter and introduce the concept of a three-day and an eight-day EMA. If they're using the three- and eight-day EMA, that's all they're using. They're not using the RSI. They're not using the MACD. They're not using slow stochastics. They're only using those three- and eight-day EMAs for that decision. And we're going to, in part two of this show, we're going to tell you how that is done. Right. And one of the cool things, now I know a day trader personally, and I introduced him to Mark about a year ago. Um, and we were showing him the differences between the, uh, the way the breakdown of the EMA. And so, you know, he was, he was interested in the three and the eight day EMA um, because of the, the difference in duration between that and looking at a five and the 20 or the 50. And so when a lot of times when you look at stock charts, you're taking a look at um, uh, the default value, which is they don't show you by default the three and the five. Matter of fact, I think if you go to stockcharts.com, you're looking at the five and the 20 day EMA. Well, that's not going to provide you a whole lot of information uh, if you're a day trader. But if you drop those down so that the parameters instead of five and 20 are three and eight, then um, then it's going to benefit the day trader. And on the other side of the break, um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that. So um, very interesting. Um, topics with regards to uh, technical analysis. And I think what we'll go ahead and do is why don't we take our break now, Mark, and then on the other side of the break, we'll go ahead and introduce in in greater detail the differences between uh, the three and eight day EMA and the five and 20 and even go into uh, larger parameters than that. Calling all traders, calling all traders. This is Power Trader Radio. Oh, great and powerful wizard. Tell me how I can make money. How dare you approach the great and powerful wizard? Not getting what you want from other investment wizards or advisors? Have you ever heard of options trading or spread trading? Have you not tried it because you don't know how? Look no further. Trade Caddy has the tools and education that can empower anyone like a professional. Their options chain wizard makes options trading simple, easy, and more profitable. Find out more by going to tradecaddy.com. Tuesday night trades. Sit back and grab trades that are too hot to handle. Find out more at tradecaddy.com. Are you ready? You're listening to Trade Talk on PowerTraderRadio.com. All right, and we're back. Um, Thanks, guys, for sticking with us through the break. Um, that TNT is Tuesday Night Trade with John Lindahl. John has yet to call in. I've spoken with him a couple times uh, prior to this call. We've been trading and exchanging emails and texts, but it doesn't look like he's going to make it uh, on the call. But that's okay because we've got Mark, Eli, and son Zach Eli on the call uh, to keep me company here and to answer my questions. 
about EMA. So why don't we back up real quick, just talk about a high-level overview of what EMA is and does, and then why day traders like it and why spread traders like it. So in April, and our shows in April, we introduced a simple moving average, SMA, and we went ahead and gave you an overview of how that is formulated. And simply meaning that is the average of a sum of numbers. If I'm doing five days, I take the closing trade of those last five days, I add them together, and I divide by the number of days that I've done five days, and that gives me an average. An EMA, exponential moving average, says, hey, that is not good enough. We think that the last day should be given more weight, and there's this multiplier, it's called a multiplier, that actually is a formula that we went ahead and told you in uh, the last, I think, in the 1st of May, uh, of what that formula is, and we introduced it. So go back and listen to that show. Fantastic show. So the EMAs are different than the SMAs. They are similar, except that the EMA says the last day has more weight as a decision maker because that's changing the trend. Right. And so obviously um, what, what's going on the, right on the day before is, is the most important thing. Um, it kind of reminds me of like in the morning when you see stuff, it kind of leaves off where it began from the day before. And so that's why the, um, that's why the EMA from the, or the, the, the value from uh, yesterday or in the case of Monday, Friday is the one that has the, the greatest emphasis. So why the three and the eight day EMA? Why was our friend, the day trader, so thankful that you showed that to him? Um, and, and how did he apply that to his trading, his day trading? So if you use stock charts, the EMA, uh, the smaller number is going to have a blue color to it. And the red uh, color will be the farther one. So in this example, the three will be the blue color and the red color would be the eight. So if you're getting a smaller sampling of data, you're going to be the, 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 the line that's being drawn is going to be a lot more coarse. It's not going to be smooth. It's going to be more jagged and, and, and rougher. And it's, therefore, it's going to respond quicker to the, uh, the last day. And matter of fact, it's looking at the last three days. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see movements a lot faster in the three and eight than in the five and the 20. The 5 and 20, uh, the idea there is a knee-jerk reaction. Hey, if I, um, there's something in math that's called an outlier. An outlier is where you have a group of numbers, and one of those numbers, there's, there's, if you had a group of 20 numbers, there's two outliers in there, the highest number and the lowest number. You take those two numbers and you throw them away, and you say the rest of those is what the average is. Right. So uh, the 5 and 20 day are going to be, the uh, concept of, of taking uh, the outlier and they're going to kind of buffer that down where the three and the eight, they're not doing that. They're giving you the course uh, knee jerk reaction and traders like that. That's what those day traders are trading on. Right. And so when you taught me about the EMA uh, years ago, you said that when they, the lines crossed, that meant something. Now, does that also mean something for the day traders? And what is that that they're looking for? Good, exactly? good question. So the, when, the, when the blue line, which is the three-day, crosses on top of the red line, then that is a buy signal. You buy. So you're looking at the event horizon where the, uh, the crossings occur. You don't do it until the cross occurs. So once you see the cross, make the trade. So... And then when the red line gets on top of the blue line, 
the reverse, it's a sell signal. Get out of it. So if you're if you're if you're buying a stock, it's simple. Buy when the uh, the blue line gets uh, crosses on top, and when and hold till the red line gets on top and then sell. That's it. Right. And so now I'm not a day trader, so explain this to me. Now, when I look at a chart, I'm, and obviously we're looking at days here. So would a day trader, because they're always looking at data, are they taking a look at the at, at the EMAs crossing it like um, on a daily basis, or is it more frequent than that? So they look at 830 and then they look at, you know, 1030. Is it is it that granular that, that it could change the name moment? And that's when they place their trade? So good question. So a, a chart attribute is a daily or hourly or monthly. So um, in the uh, and stock charts they have uh, for their pre-free program, it's daily and weekly. If you want to get the more uh, incremental live data, you have to pay for it. But however, if you're on a like TD Ameritrade, Thinkorswim, uh, or these other um, option house, uh, Trade Monster, uh, Fidelity, Stock Trade, all these other, uh, you, you would have access to this uh, live uh, option value data. Well, our favorite, because we, we've gone through and we looked at them, right. and we're, this is, again, not a promotion to buy, sell, or hold, and it's not a recommendation for TD Ameritrade. It's simply stating that we personally like it. We're fans of TD Ameritrade. Uh, ironically, they are the largest out there, but their platform is very friendly and, and gives you this information free. So um, go into your TD Ameritrade, set your chart attribute to what Andy was saying. Instead of a daily period, you're going to set it for an hourly period. Right. And actually, just a plug for, again, for TD Ameritrade, whom we are not affiliated with, but it is free, as a matter of fact. John Lindahl, who is using another tool, he's one of our coaches, he switched over to TD Ameritrade and validated that indeed it is free to set up an account for paper trading. Um, and um, that he, I, don't, I don't even think he needed to deposit anything wow. to do this paper trading. And I think we can verify that with him, but um, that makes, that's great for education, obviously, to do these paper trading and virtual trading. And we have free videos of that on our website. Uh, so go ahead and look for that. And if you can't find it, shoot us a contact email uh, or contact uh, form, and we'll go ahead and respond to you with, how to do paper trading and how simple it is to put up. In fact, we have an entire class course on it on Udemy and it's free and it's all about paper trading as well, which by the way, we need to go ahead and update because there have been a lot of changes in the paper trading industry as of late. So um, anyway, you know, um, in this business, things are always in a state of flux. And so that's important to keep our education up to date along with that. So one of the questions that we at TradeCaddy have is what challenges are in the minds of new investors. And this is where Zachary's on board today. We brought him on to ask those questions. As a, a person who graduates from college and is starting their career, they, a portion of them are going to invest their money. And what concerns are those new investors have as challenges? What are the obstacles they have in their mind? Well, to, to uh, help, Zach out, I will identify some of the uh, challenges that we have identified. One, we found that a lot of people lack confidence in themselves. Number two, people don't believe that it's too good to be true. They said, hey, um, if I could do this, and then everybody else could do it. 
And number three, some people feel that they don't have enough money, enough time or resources to do it themselves. And number four, a lot of people feel like it's just too impatient. Yeah. So. And number five, I think that, um, I mean, there are a lot of different ways to invest. A lot of times people will just give their money to a a broker dealer, an investor to invest the money for them. And I think pretty much everybody, even people who do this um, options trading, probably still also have some money at a broker dealer. So it's kind of like a put all your eggs in one basket type of thing where you're, you know, you're spreading it out a little bit. But it, for any uh, young man or young woman, there's a lot of advice that us older folks can give them with regards to you know, when we look back on our lives and say, man, we wish we would have started investing sooner or what have you. But um, it is, if you're mo- even moderately interested in, in, in addition to long-term stock purchases on companies you want to own, stock in. There's also wonderful opportunities in any market to make money based off of educational, uh, you know, educating yourself and making smart trades using the appropriate tools in education. So go ahead, Mark. So Zach, um, what, what challenges would you personally, what are in your mind? Who has minimal experience in this sort of area, I would be intimidated by the number of companies out there, what the different sectors are, what, what would make a, a smart trade? Like, would I go for something I know and something that I'm confident in, or would I look at some smaller companies that might be a bit more risky? Mm-hmm. And that's a very logical point of view. Matter of fact, old school brokers, that's their train of thought. And what they had used as their research was fundamental analysis. Mm-hmm. They used the ledger, the balance sheets of the company, how a company performed with the money that they had. Were they profitable? Was a company losing money? How did the management team do? Were they being fired? What was the turnover rate? Were, what, those are the questions. And, and TradeCaddy has a product out there, the RE product, that addresses that very question. It says, hey, what are the fundamental companies? And it strips away the technical and the sentimental analysis and gives you that fundamental analysis. Yeah. And let me go ahead and just also just make mention of John Mandel again. He's our uh, Tuesday Night Trade Coach. He is very big on getting into the schools, educational system, universities, maybe even the high schools, and reaching in and getting those young kids interested in personal finances. Um, and, and not only that, but, I mean, he's just got an educator's heart where he is looking to help people out in that regard. And so um, – that is one of the things that Trade Caddy wants to do too, is we kind of want to follow his lead and, 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 you know, he's got a passion for the youth and he really wants to see them uh, motivate them to say, take control of your own finances. And if you are moderately interested in the fundamental or the technical or the sentimental analysis, a lot of times you'll say, Oh my gosh, there's just so much here to, to learn and understand that even to make one trade, it would take me weeks to figure out. And so that would be another barrier as well. Well, Andy and I pulled up a chart at stockcharts.com, uh, and we're going to incorporate Zach's, uh, one of Zach's points in. But before, we're going to finish off the idea of the EMA. And again, this information is uh, something you can use right now, the 3 and 8 if you're a day trader. If you look at TD, the TTD, Trade Dust, you can actually see that, that on the um, 3 and 8 day crossover, on the 8th of May, you had a bullish cross. On that day, it crossed, and you see that the blue line came on top. That was three days before the breakup of that 82.50, and you have not had a uh, bear cross yet, meaning uh, that it's going to reverse. 
So right now, uh, this this single strategy would have uh, nearly doubled your money in in less two, than two weeks. This is not something you have to pay for. You can do this right now. You, the listeners, go out, put in the three and eight in any chart uh, pattern, EMAs, and do your analysis. Write us at TradeCaddy, info at TradeCaddy.com. We would love to hear the feedback of how you use that three and eight in your own personal portfolio. That's right. And I think what we're going to do, Mark, we talked about this just before um, the show went live is, if you follow us on Facebook, uh, you know we're, we got we got a lot of visual aids that we are using in the studio internally. And what I'm going to do is I'll go ahead and I'll take the charts, I'll provide the links, um, I'll, I'll explain, um, you know, maybe maybe two posts a day regarding um, what we've talked about. We've only had 30 minutes, but we covered a lot of stuff. You know, what is an EMA? Where can I find more information on the Greeks? Uh, what's the deal with all the other technical? And should I just um, pay attention just to technical charting? And so what we'll do is we'll go ahead and provide that information on Facebook or Twitter for you. And you can go ahead and follow up with your comments there. The other thing that I wanted to talk about that John is passionate about is community. So when he talks about education, when he talks about reaching the youth, he's talking about what's going to help them. And that is getting together with other like-minded investors to talk to each other. And that's kind of what we're trying to foster on our Facebook page. We want you guys to be able to talk to each other. And learn from each other. So, and for those who have been long-term listeners to Trade Caddy, you notice exactly on the time as we cut off and go to our commercial, you hear Andy in the background perfectly queuing up a see ya. Well, see ya. Well, we're going to see if he can get it this time. See ya. You're listening to Trade Talk on PowerTraderRadio.com. 